It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Big 12 opener eve. BYU headed to Lawrence, Kansas as they take on the Kansas Jayhawks tomorrow afternoon. Keys to the game. What will it take for BYU to get to 1-0 on the season? We're talking about that and also catching up with BYU linebackers coach Justin Enna. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and, more importantly, for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash College. Terms and conditions apply, and we'll talk about LinkedIn a little more as today's show progresses. Uh, let's dive right in on today's podcast, and let's talk BYU and Kansas. The BYU football program has been waiting. Uh, see, it's now going to be two years and uh, will be 12 days uh, by the time the game kicks off tomorrow, if my math is correct, between accepting their invitation to officially join the Big 12 Conference and obviously finally kicking off a Big 12 Conference game as a football program. It's been a long time coming, folks, but we have made it. That's the exciting part about this. I'm very much looking forward to seeing how things go with the Cougars tomorrow afternoon. I am more excited to be there in person. I am headed to Lawrence, Kansas. I have been to Kansas City one time in my life. My grandparents served a LDS mission in Independence, Missouri, of course, for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And uh, I saw uh, pieces of KC, but looking forward to getting out there, eating some barbecue, and obviously making the trip out to Lawrence to watch BYU take on the Jayhawks, and should be a fun time. The other thing about this is it just it feels kind of unique in many ways. I think a number of you know this. Uh, this is my 13th season officially covering BYU football. I was an intern during the last year that BYU was a member of the Mountain West Conference in 2010 working with Greg Rubel uh, back at uh, KSL News Radio. It's funny to be back in the building now working with the KSL Sports Zone uh, all these years later but I was an intern the last time BYU was in a conference and my professional career essentially having a job and covering BYU to any significant degree began in 2011 when BYU officially kicked off their independent era. So I... uh, I guess I can say this. I have never covered a BYU football program in a professional basis, I guess I should say, when it comes uh, to them being members of a conference, and I'm very much looking forward to it. It was a great time. The 12 years of independence uh, served their purpose. They have all paid off with this happening tomorrow as BYU takes on Kansas. 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN, and very much looking forward to it. But that brings me to the bigger point here is that BYU's got a big opportunity, folks. You Obviously, this is the first time ever BYU and last time ever BYU will play their Big 12 opener. That's exciting. It's it's history. We're all going to uh, witness history, whether you're watching it and or if you're there in person in Lawrence uh, to take in the game in person. We're all going to experience history tomorrow for the BYU football program. Let's not lose sight of that. I, it's not necessarily like a huge deal that needs to be like a show-stopping moment that you can't uh, ever forget where you were, but at the same time, 
It is historical because it's a great opportunity for BYU to go out and make a good first impression as members of this conference. The other thing that I'm looking at when it comes to BYU is what will it take for the Cougars to get to 4-0 on the season and obviously start off Big 12 play 1-0? Well, number one, you have to have your defense continue to do what they have been doing. BYU's defense, folks, has been very very good the first three games of this year by any uh, significant metric. You look at how BYU is forcing turnovers. Now, sack rate, obviously, you probably have questions about that, but they did notch three of them last game, so they're up to four on the season. Tyler Batty was named the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week uh, for his efforts against Arkansas last week, and that's that's the type of stuff BYU needs to continue to do. Obviously, you're going to be facing off against one of the better quarterbacks, maybe the best quarterback you're going to face this season. Obviously, the guys like Quinn Ewers are still on the list uh, down the road for BYU. You as well as other quarterbacks, but Jalen Daniels was the preseason Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. I voted him as such on my ballot, and I think that he is capable of living up to that. Now, he has been hampered by a back injury coming into this game. How much will that impact him, limit him in this game? Only uh, we will, well, I guess we really won't know until they take the field. And at the same time, I'm highly doubtful that Lance Leipold or even Daniels will acknowledge that his back hampered him to any significant degree. He's a competitor. He is a fantastic football player. And BYU's absolutely going to have their hands full going up against this guy. The one advantage BYU had last week when they had a faceoff against KJ Jefferson and the Arkansas Razorbacks is that KJ Jefferson's backfield running mate Raheem Rocket Sanders was unavailable due to a swollen knee. That's that's not the case tomorrow. Devin Neal sounds like he is cleared to go, and he was a thousand-yard rusher a season ago for Kansas. So that makes for a very, very dangerous one-two combo in the Kansas backfield. The BYU absolutely has to account for on every level. You have to have the linebackers obviously getting the reads right, and we'll catch up as I mentioned with Justin Anna here in just a minute. He'll talk a little bit more about preparing for Jalen Daniels in this Kansas offense, but more importantly you got to have stingy defensive line who make sure that they have gap integrity. They're making sure that the holes are filled where they're supposed to be and allowing the linebackers and other defensive backs to go and make the plays. Obviously, if they can make the play themselves, great. It's fantastic. But you have to key on Devin Neal and Jalen Daniels. This is a Kansas offense that's averaging an even 500 yards per game through the first three games this year. That's a very very healthy output, and it's been pretty balanced. They're averaging about 280 yards passing and 220 yards rushing. It's it's a really, really efficient passing, actually more like 290 to 210, excuse me. But nonetheless, it, it, it's going to be imperative that BYU does not allow Kansas to rush for 200 yards. If Kansas is able to, as I like to say, dictate, not dictate, dictate the terms of this game and they control the line of scrimmage, the time of possession on their home field, it can make for a very long day for BYU. Now, that's kind of what happened against Arkansas, but BYU was bailed out with the turnovers they forced and obviously the efficiency of their offense. I want to see BYU's offense finally dictate the terms a little bit more in this game. They should be able to. Kansas's defense is not Arkansas's defense. This is actually not one of the more premier defenses in my mind that BYU is going to face this season. I could be absolutely wrong about that, but the history and the, the sample size we know about the Lance Leopold era for Kansas is they're all gas, no breaks. It's all offense and little to no defense. Will that still be the case tomorrow? Well, in BYU's case, you better hope so, because I'm hopeful that BYU's rushing attack will get north of 100 yards 
yards for the first time, actually second time this season. Uh, they, I believe they had 100 yards against Sam Houston. But you want to see a more productive output by BYU's offense. The one big thing that I'm still waiting to see for BYU that it was not really proven against Arkansas is for BYU to be able to engineer 70 and 80 yard drives and cap them off with points. Against Arkansas, they had a lot of short fills, and that's it's a great thing to have a short field, obviously. It makes it much easier to score. It's The available yards metric is a very, very uh, savvy metric when it comes to having short fields and obviously converting those into points. I want to see BYU be able to prove that, hey, we get the ball at the 25-yard line. We can go 75 yards, punch it in for a score, and, and control the line of scrimmage, control the time of possession. I want to see more of that from this BYU offense. It's one of the big question marks I've got. They proved that against Sam Houston to a degree as well as against Southern Utah, but now can they prove it against Power 5 opposition? I think tomorrow will be a fantastic time to do that. It's a big key for me is to see BYU be able to sustain drives. Obviously, if you get a turnover, cash them in. I love going uh, go, going for the jugular the second you get that turnover. It, it's a turnover for a reason. It's a momentum-changing event. Go and capitalize on it. Get them on their heels, speaking of the Jayhawks, if at all possible, and put some doubt in their minds. That's the other thing about this. This is going to be the fourth time in the Lance Leipold era that uh, the booth, as they call it, the stadium out there in Lawrence, it's going to be sold out for just the fourth time in his run as head coach. And considering how bad and how down can Kansas has been for the better part of a decade leading up to this point. Uh, pretty impressive stuff, all things considered. And it's going to be a rocking house. 47,000 and change, I believe, is what uh, their stadium holds. I'm expecting to be a very, very lively crowd. A lot of BYU fans out there. But you got to put some doubt in their mind. you got to go out there and make them think, hey, man, this team's tough to kill. and we, we, We're on our home. You've got to go out there and make them uh, play from behind. And that is it's easier said than done. All this is easier said than done. I'm not the guy out there making the plays. Connor Pay and his teammates are the ones that ultimately will make the uh, determination and make the plays uh, that will win or lose this game or uh, suffer a loss. That's that's the thing about this is it's fun to watch this and analyze it and break it all down, but it's going to be a very interesting matchup all the way around because there's just so many intriguing factors when it comes to this matchup. So uh, I guess if you want some just very clear keys to the game, take care of the football. Do not give the ball over to Kansas. Don't give them the short fields that you were obviously a beneficiary of a week ago. Force turnovers. Get out plus in the margin when it comes to turnover margin, and you'll have a good chance to get to 1-0. I want to see a more efficient offense for BYU and to be able to sustain drives. I'd like to see them run for 100-plus yards in this game. I don't know. That's not a very big number for BYU, but I want to see them get north of 100 yards on the ground if at all possible. Continue to do what you're doing in the passing game. The passing game has been very, very good for BYU and obviously has been a big key in their 3-0 start, but I want to see the offense come alive with more of a balanced attack if at all possible and then on defense key on Devin Neal and Jalen Daniels I don't want to make it as simple as that but really if you can slow those two down you're gonna have a better opportunity to win this game and I I guarantee you that Jay Hill he's gonna have something really interesting cooked up for both of those players obviously with his defense and hopefully be able to slow the Jayhawks down enough for BYU to get the win I don't think you're necessarily gonna keep them off the scoreboard this is a very very good offense for Kansas but if you can limit them to somewhere in the 20s in terms of points it'll give you a pretty decent shot it feels like to pull off the road upset and get to 1-0 in conference play and once again just let's enjoy this. This is history in the making, literally history in the making for BYU football. They have aspired to be at this level for decades. Trust me, I have it on good authority that BYU started looking at potentially jumping to the Power 5 ranks as uh, soon as the 1980s, if not before that. They've always wanted, as Lavelle Edwards say, to play at the big boys' table. They've always wanted to have a seat at that table, and they finally have it. Let's go out there and celebrate it accordingly and hopefully uh, come home with a W for the Cougars and get to 4-0 on the season and obviously get ready for your home Big 12 opener on a Friday night 
against Cincinnati. All right, coming up here in just a minute, as I mentioned, we're going to catch up with BYU linebackers coach Justin Enna. Former BYU linebacker himself, has great memories of his time as a Cougar. We'll talk about all that as well as his keys in terms of his linebackers and what they need to do to hopefully help BYU win this game as they take on the Kansas Jayhawks. We'll get to that in just a moment. Before we do that, let's get to our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, my friends. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and, more importantly, for free. All you got to do is go online, set up whatever the job you're looking for, create the posting for it, then add that job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to help spread the word that you're hiring. They feature simple tools like screening questions, making it easy to focus on just the right candidates with skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and ultimately hire. And it's why small businesses are rating LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. So LinkedIn Jobs, once again, wants to help you guys find the qualified candidates you need in your business. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Post that job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends, a new friend over at DoorDash. Now, all of us have probably used DoorDash at some point, but remember, my friends, if you love the convenience of getting what you want right delivered to your door, with DoorDash grocery delivery, you can stock up for the week or for order last-minute cravings conveniently. And like I said, you don't have to actually go out. You can be in your PJs and hang out at your house. That's the best part about this. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites. Now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you order or they will make it right. Sit back and enjoy the quality groceries just like you would have picked them up yourself. You want even more value? You can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. Uh, Check it out, my friends. Easy substitutions right available in the app and best-in-class customer support. DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want them. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. Limited time off for obviously in terms apply that's 50% off up to a $20 no uh, minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and once again use that promo code locked on college once again don't forget that's promo code locked on college for $50 50 not 50 50% off with your first order with our friends at DoorDash Today's show obviously has been uh, off to a great start, but a big thank you once again for making it your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I probably should get this out of the way right now. I am going to be getting to Kansas City around dinner time. Uh, speaking of Friday evening, I am planning on to go to the original uh, Joe's Casey Barbecue joint. It's in an old gas station. I know uh, Russ uh, uh, Grizzfather on Twitter has plans to have a bunch of BYU fans stop by if at all possible. I'm planning. On, I was planning on stopping by just uh, on my way to my hotel. So if you are going to be a Cougar fan, you're listening to this podcast or you're watching it, and you're going to be in Kansas City uh, tonight. Stop on by. Love to uh, sit, uh, meet up with you guys, have a Locked On Cougars meetup, talk with you guys, and uh, give you some of the details of what I maybe I've learned uh, in leading up to the game. And obviously, I'll be headed out to Lawrence in the morning uh, getting ready for BYU in Kansas. So once again, Joe's KC. I land around 5.30 local time, so I probably wouldn't get there till like 6.30 or 7 o'clock. But nonetheless, uh, hoping to stop by, get some delicious barbecue, and love to see you guys and obviously uh, get to know you a little bit better in person if you happen to be in Kansas City this evening. Uh, hit me up on Twitter or via social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, you can DM us and let us know. We can get uh, connect and obviously, hopefully, like I said, meet up over at Joe's KC. All right. 
Uh, obviously, BYU's linebacking core has been off to a very, very good start this season. The trio of Ben Bywater, Max Tooley, and A.J. Vong Pachon have been everything that you could have hoped for, and then some. And their position coach, Justin Enna, is a former BYU linebacker himself, had a great opportunity earlier this week at BYU uh, practice, after practice, to catch up with him, talk about the play of those three linebackers, his time at BYU, recruiting guys to Provo, and obviously his time as a Cougar, both as a player and as a coach. So without further ado, here you go, Justin Anna with myself on Locked On Cougars. How do you think your linebackers have played through three games so far this season? You know, I think we're progressively getting better. Uh -huh. um, I think there's a little bit of growth uh, throughout the season. Mm -hmm. um, we're definitely not peaking yet. Okay. We've got a lot to get better. Uh, we've got to become better tacklers. Um, but I think they're playing with uh, relentless effort, which I, which I appreciate. But there's so many things that we can do, the little details that can make us great. How nice is it to have a, a trio of very experienced guys in Max, AJ, and obviously Ben, they're kind of leading the way for your guys? You know, it, it, it's, they're great examples uh -huh. to these younger guys. Um, we've got a lot of good youth coming up mm -hmm. um, that are going to learn kind of the, the minute details of what it takes to be a good linebacker. But um, I'm, I'm really appreciative of having these senior leaders. They've done a great job. Um, and they're like sponges, yeah. and so I appreciate them learning a new defense, especially their senior season. So they've done a good job. <laughs> well, AJ, we were talking with him. This goes back to the first week of the season. He talked about you recruited him to Utah State, yeah. and now you guys are back together. You've been at different jobs. He's been at Utah State. He said it's so fun to have you back together working with him. He's, he's so appreciative of your coaching style. Why do you think he ultimately decided to come to BYU? Uh, BYU is a great spot, uh -huh. and again, um, 25 years ago, I decided to come here. And again, you've got great coaches. The fan base is amazing. But the school, all by itself, is, is awesome. So um, to be around great people and to be around Kalani, mm -hmm. guys that truly love the players first, and then, and then they take care of the athletes second. Um, people say that all the time. Yeah. Hey, we'll take care of your son like they're, they're our own. But that's hard to do, especially when, when times are tough. Kalani does it no matter what. He's such a good man and a great person to be around. So uh, Kalani's a great sell. And again, the fan base is amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, you go to Arkansas and there's 10,000 yeah. BYU fans. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It's a great, 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 great deal to be part of a, a, such a good program. Your linebackers, Max obviously had the interception against Arkansas. They're getting pressure late in the game. I know the defensive line had a big role oh, in that as well. Yeah. But how important was that, obviously, for you to pull out that win against the Razorbacks? Oh, it was huge. I think. A, Learning to persevere, mm -hmm. I mean, going down 14-0 in the first four and minutes of the game, ten, ten and then on. falling by yeah. 10 late, yeah. I mean, you, you show the kids that you just never give up yeah. and just keep believing. Um, when I was uh, playing back in the day in Philadelphia, yeah. it was kind of the same way. You'd have, you'd be down seven, 14 points going into the fourth quarter, and everybody's like, oh, we lost the game. I'm like, no. At BYU, you're, you're right in it. Yeah. And so the belief and just knowing that you're going to get that W, even through a little bit of hardship, was awesome. Was that a, was it like almost like a, a prove it moment in a way? Like, the, hey, you guys can do this. Yeah, it totally was. Yeah. And so Kalani was like, hey, we got to have positive thoughts. Got you got to make sure you, you bring the energy uh -huh. and, and will it to happen. And he was saying that over the headset. He was saying it to the kids. Okay. And again, I'm telling you, Kalani is a great leader and a great coach. And again, we, we, we brought that to fruition because we kept on fighting. I think the defense and the offense and special teams, we all worked together to get that victory. And it was a, it was a good victory for us to play an SEC team and, and get it rolling. 
Now, second straight week, you're going to face a dual threat quarterback. And Jalen Daniels may not be as big as KJ Jefferson, but he's just as fast and just as elusive. Oh, yeah. How difficult is that to prepare for for your linebacking core? There, there's, there's a lot of uh, issues that he brings up. Yeah. Uh, again, he was uh, voted the preseason offensive player yeah. of the year in the mm-hmm. Big 12. So we know how big of a threat he is. Yeah. He throws a great ball. He runs very, very well. And so he does bring tactical issues that we got to make sure that we keep him um, somewhat spied around. We're, we're, we're always keep an eye on him. But then the way he throws the ball, he's, he's a premier, premier passer as well. So um, he brings a lot of issues that we got to make sure we clean up. Now, Rocket Sanders didn't play last week, but Neil is going to play this week. He's a thousand yard rusher, yeah. and they run a very balanced offense from all. For all. Oh, yeah. Does that make it di- more difficult to prepare? Like less difficult? Like what, what's the thought process there? You know, it's one of those things where. Um, as backers, you better read your keys. Got it. Okay. And there's enough play action pass yeah. for you to think that you're attacking downhill, and then the next thing you know, you got a it's ball over right the over the top. Yeah. They're a huge RPO team, uh-huh. so we got to make sure we only not only do our job, we stop the run, mm-hmm. but when we can play in the second level, we're getting in those windows for the RPO because mm-hmm. they're quick hitters, right? Yeah. It's going to happen right behind you. We've got to make sure that we make the schemes clean and good enough to where we have depth, but we can still attack the run when we need to. What's the excitement level just knowing this is the Big 12 Open, like first Big 12 game in BYU history? That's a, that's, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, but it's still an opportunity for us yeah. to go 1-0. And so that's what we're most excited, that we get to compete on another Saturday. Mm-hmm. And again, whether it be a 1-0 versus a Big 12 or SEC or even a, a FCS yeah. opponent, it really doesn't matter. We just got to make sure that we do our job and do it the best that we can. When it comes to the Jayhawks, do you have any familiarity with other Big 12 teams at all from your? Because you you've coached around the West quite a bit, but maybe not so much Midwest and East. Yeah. It's all pretty much new to me okay, too, got as it. well. Okay. So like, you, well, I'm learning all these new things yeah. too, and uh, how far Kansas is. It's yeah. a two-hour plane ride. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. It's not too yeah. far, but I know uh, I'm, I'm really unfamiliar with with the area. Uh-huh. I've recruited the JCs in Kansas, but okay. nothing with Kansas or Kansas State. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, last thing for me is, if I'm not mistaken, you've coached at every D1 university in the state I at have. this point now. How cool is that to be like, you might be the only guy who's done that at this point. Like, Utah Tech is now D1, so you you, yeah. you, you, yeah. you added to the list. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool deal. I mean, I've toured the state of Utah, <laughs> um, and it's been, it's been fun. Uh-huh. I've been around some really amazing people and just, uh, um, taking the best of, of every spot and just rolling forward and just making sure that I become the best coach that I can be and learning from great coaches like Coach Anderson, Coach Whittingham, Coach Paul Peterson yeah. down there, mm-hmm. Coach Ed Lamb when I was at Southern Utah, and of course Kalani. I mean, it's been it's been awesome to me and him being roommates to coming back here and being hired by him. It's been a, a huge blessing. I also want to ask you about what brought you back to BYU? Because you played here, obviously, for Lavelle. As you mentioned, roommates with a client. What brought you back? BYU is a special place. And it was easy to sell AJ that because I truly believe in that. I mean, there's no other place like BYU in this world that you can play not only high-power football but power five football and then still get the, the love and, and have the gospel to be part of the whole dynamic that it is. It's a beautiful place. There's no place like it. It was, it was, it was a blessing for me to get that opportunity to come here. Okay, are you a KC barbecue fan? Like, that's the last thing I got for you. 
Yeah, I like all barbecue, okay, as fair you enough. can tell, probably. So. Equal opportunity barbecue lover. I, I like that. Totally. Okay. Appreciate you. Well, Coach, thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you so much. There you go. Justin Enna, BYU linebackers coach. And obviously you heard him talk about the fact that it's going to be very important for his linebackers to perform. But he's also, you can tell, he's loving his time back at the Y. And he's a well-traveled coach. He's coached at literally every Division One university in the state of Utah. Utah Tech, Southern Utah, moving up the road, obviously, uh, to BYU now. But he's also spent time at Weber State, Utah and Utah State. He has checked them all off the list, and it's crazy to think about at the same time. Pretty impressive all the same, and you can tell he very much enjoys being back at his alma mater uh, coaching some of his guys, obviously guys like A.J. Vonkachan with the BYU football program, and obviously very important that they have a good showing and be able to uh, key on a guy, uh, key on guys like Jalen Daniel as well as Devin Neal in this matchup uh, against Kansas tomorrow afternoon. All right, uh, coming up here in a minute, we'll round out today's edition of the podcast. A number of weekly awards handed out to BYU football players, as well as some results earlier this week from BYU women's volleyball, uh, men's golf, uh, also uh, women's soccer. Had a great showing on the road last night. We'll get to all that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. Real quick, a word on our friends over at FanDuel. Of course, FanDuel's been working on this for months now, and the best part about FanDuel is if you want to get into the action with the NFL this season, do it with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers, you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Simple as that, my friends. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than with them. Right now, the app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and many, many more. So take advantage now. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with that $200 in bonus bets with a $5 bet. Really, really simple, my friends, and it's all courtesy of your friends over at FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Utah Community Credit Union. Now, they have a new program called Learn and Earn. The UCCU Mobile Making app uh, pays your entire family to learn about money. Simple as that. They want to make it so you guys can learn about different uh, financial topics you may not necessarily know as much about. The best part is they break those financial topics down into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. And every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that accrue and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against one another and track their progress on leaderboards. Learners inside the UCCU mobile banking app so you can play it anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn. And of course, the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and earn. Part of learn and earn, excuse me, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. That's the goal is to do it together, my friends. It's all courtesy of your friends at UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine, everybody. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday uh, wherever you are. I'm going to have, a, I guess, a micro-episode or a bonus episode coming out uh, either later today, early tomorrow. Uh, I had an opportunity during training camp, some of you might recall this, to catch up with Darius Lassiter. Of course, there's the big family connection between the Lassiter brothers playing in this game. Uh, Darius is a Kansas legacy. His dad was a star for the Jayhawks before a 10-year career. Uh, he passed away in 2019 at the age of 49, uh, tragically of a heart attack, but uh, his two sons, Quinton, who is a starting defensive back for Kansas, and obviously Darius, a starting wide receiver for BYU, will be going head-to-head in this game, and had a great chance to talk with him about that during training camp leading up to the season for BYU, and I was going to bring that back around for you guys to let you hear from him, so we'll have that addition to the podcast, like I said, ready for you guys, uh, either later today or early tomorrow, but uh, stay tuned for that right here, wherever you get your uh, podcast, YouTube, if you're watching it, or also uh, wherever you podcast, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, 
Spotify, myriad of others that are out there, Google Podcasts and the like. So uh, fun conversation. Wanted to make sure you guys, if you hadn't seen it the first time around, uh, you get a chance to hear it because he talks a lot about facing off against his brother, obviously, and his connection to Kansas. All right, let's roll through some of the other news here for BYU, BYU women's soccer, obviously dropping in the rankings uh, after their loss, shocking loss to Utah State last Saturday. Well, they had their first uh, Big 12 road game at Baylor and made quick work of the Bears uh, rolling to a 3-0 lead at halftime and then ultimately winning at 4-0 down there in Waco. Great showing for BYU. Brecken Mozingo, I believe, yeah, it was, she had the brace for BYU in this one. A great showing for the Cougars. So congratulations to them on beating the Baylor Bears. Uh, the number Number 10 ranked BYU women's volleyball team had their first Big 12 match of the season taking on 20th ranked Houston. Uh, that was Wednesday night and BYU made quick work of the Cougs uh, winning it three sets to nothing. Just a complete sweep for BYU who are now 12-1 and and of course 1-0 and on the season in the Big 12. They're going to be back in action tomorrow as they host Baylor. Uh, should be a big matchup. Obviously the Bears are ranked 18th so check it out. It'll be at 1 o'clock Mountain Time on Big 12 now on ESPN Plus if you want to have a second screen and watch that alongside the BYU uh, bas- uh, not basketball, football game. I would encourage you guys to do that. Also BYU men's golf had a great showing in their first tournament of the season, finishing third at the Bearcat Invitational in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, it shot three under on their final day to finish in third place. A great showing for the Cougars. Uh, they are going to be off until the, tw- actually later this week, excuse me, no, no, early next week. They're going to be at the William H. Tucker Intercollegiate at the University of New Mexico go- uh, South Golf Course in Albuquerque early next week. So uh, obviously, hopefully having a, another good showing on the road for BYU men's golf. And then on the football side of things, I mentioned earlier that Tyler Batty was named the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week. Congratulations to him, the first one in BYU football uh, history to receive such an award. But also, uh, Parker Kingston, uh, he was named to the Paul Hornung Award Honor Roll for Week 3 of the 2023 season for his efforts both on offense and in special teams for BYU. Uh, Parker seems like he could be a key guy against Kansas, obviously with his ability to affect the game in multiple ways. Awesome to see. It was one of five recipients to be on that honor roll for Week 3 of the season. So there's not very many guys that get this honor, obviously, week to week, but congratulations to Parker. He's a fantastic representative of BYU. I talked to the media earlier this week and was very, very humble about uh, receiving such accolades, but uh, congratulations to him. And also, congratulations to LJ Martin. He was named as a freshman focus honoree by the Football Writers Association of America earlier this week for his efforts in BYU's win against Arkansas. So it's good to see guys like LJ and obviously him being a true freshman and like Parker Kingston, who's a redshirt freshman, getting their just due as they show out on the football field. It's really, really fun to see that and congratulations to them on both of those awards and obviously looking forward to uh, them collecting some more hopefully as soon as next week if they have a good showing uh, down there in uh, not down there, out at uh, Lawrence. Looking forward to that matchup. Now other uh, matchups coming up this weekend include, I mentioned uh, BYU Women's Volleyball taking on Baylor. You also have uh, BYU Men's Tennis opening up their uh, season at the IT Bedford Cup in the mountains so if you want to keep track of that. Also Women's Cross Country, they're headed on to the Bill Dellinger Invitational at the University of Oregon. While the men's cross-country team is out in Virginia, the Virginia Invitational will be Saturday morning if you want to check that out. And then obviously BYU uh, men's uh, BYU uh, women's volleyball once again, 1.30, oh, man, I'm screwing this up, 1 o'clock Mountain Time on Big 12 now on ESPN Plus and obviously BYU football at 1.30 on ESPN, obviously. And like I said, if you guys are going to be out there and you're in Kansas City tonight, uh, meet up with me. Hit me up. Uh, we'll be at Joe's uh, KC barbecue joint enjoying some delicious barbecue and would love nothing more than to talk shop talk BYU with you guys and would love nothing more than to meet more of you out there on the road it should be a really really fun time 
Uh, score prediction from me. I I, I picked uh, Arkansas to win last week, and it, it worked. Obviously, I guess reverse psychology, if you if you want to call it that. I was happy to eat the crow for BYU. I, my gut is telling me, man, this is going to sound bad. I'm picking against BYU for the second straight week. I think they covered the spread. The eight and a half points that our friends at FanDuel have had BYU pegged at seemingly all week long seems way too big for this game. I don't know what they know that I don't know, but it feels like that's too big of a spread for BYU. So if you want the betting parlance. I'm going to take BYU in the points. Uh, I think they lose it by three. So give me something like Kansas uh, 35, BYU 32 or 31, something like that. Yeah, So that, that's kind of where I think things stand. Uh, like I said, if they can pull this off and make me eat crow for a second straight week, I'm all about it. And I welcome your guys' predictions as well. Who do you think is going to be the uh, MVP of the game? Who do you think is going to be the breakout star for BYU? Your score predictions. Drop them all in our comments. Send them to us via social media. And, of course, we'll address all of them on our postcast edition live uh, from my hotel room tomorrow night as we recap whatever happens uh, for BYU in Kansas taking on the Jayhawks. So looking forward to all that. And, obviously, looking forward to the trip. I'll be leaving this afternoon uh, to head out to Lawrence and Looking forward to it and love to see you guys on the road and expecting a good crowd of BYU fans on hand as the Cougars take on the Jayhawks. Let's celebrate some history, folks. And like I said, hopefully BYU makes me look stupid for a second straight week. Nothing more than that, but we'll see what happens. So a big thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the podcast as always. And until tomorrow with our postcast edition of the podcast, have a great weekend. And of course, we'll talk to you guys again soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.